Hello, and welcome to Lifetime in Court, the podcast where we discuss your favorite made-for-TV movies. Whether you love to hate watch or hate yourself for loving them, pour up a glass of your favorite cocktail and join us. I'm your host, Patrick Serrano, and my guests today are... I am Drew Current. I am Rashida Moore. Rashida Moore's here. Yes, Hi. Rashida is here. I'm so excited. Hi, guys. I'm excited, too. I've never recorded a podcast before. Well, and yeah, we, obviously, I love the, the both of you. I've never either. So. We've never done Yeah, it. we, we <laughs> haven't done it either. <laughs> we so. do. This is the first time. Oh, is, oh, okay. Okay. Well, then good. This is just for us. Rashida, um, question. Mm-hmm. So... I, I know you like like a lot of like, you know, fantasy stuff or like whatever. So Lifetime doesn't seem like on brand for you. How, do you have a lot of experience like watching Lifetime movies or? I do not. Um, I'm not uh, against Lifetime. It's just I didn't have cable for like a long time. So it's yeah. just like, no, no Lifetime for me. Um, I don't mind like a cheesy rom-com. Like that's what I think of when I think of Lifetime. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get like Bravo and Lifetime all mixed up. I was like, wait, what what network am I watching? Who's what? But um, I have not been exposed to a lot of Lifetime movies. I mean, the one that I know the best, which I actually have never seen, is um, Mommy May I Sleep With Danger? Is it Sleep With? Mother May I Sleep With Danger. <laughs> Mother yeah. May I Sleep With Danger. <laughs> Just because like one day I was looking through like uh, the TV guide, like you're, you're scanning through and I was like, Mother May I Sleep With Danger? This can't be right. And I think it has Tori Spelling it in it, does. right? It so does. that made it even better. Yes. Um, well, the other one, knows that one. The other one that we did, the... Did I mur- did I kill my mom? <laughs> did I question mark? Yes. Did I kill my mother? <laughs> right. Exactly. All and the, the mothers. answer to that. Spoiler. No. No. She didn't. So didn't. Somebody else completely. So not a lot of experience with the lifetimes. And boy, did I pick a doozy for you to watch. And now I'm very sorry because I've uh, I've skewed your perception of lifetime movies because this was dark. It d- yeah, I mean, I was- just from the look of like the. Look, it's just a girl in a box. <laughs> That's I mean, what it's I knew you watched Lifetime, and I knew Lifetime enough to like have a sense of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, we're going to have breakfast and mimosas and watch a Lifetime movie." And it's like, you know, a silly rom com, and they hate each other, and then they love each other. <laughs> or I thought maybe it was going to be like dramatic, but like. No, I didn't do it, but I'm going to find out who did. Like, yes. bad writing and, like, yeah. one good actor who, like, might be in commercials or something like that. But, yeah, Girl in a Box. <laughs> yes. So, today we are talking about Girl in a Box. I'm excited. It I'm stars excited Addison Tillman, Zane Holtz, and Zelda Williams of note, Drew, because she is Robin Williams' daughter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Robin Williams' daughter. Oh, Zelda Williams, okay. And this is based on a true story. So this is a genre we haven't really gotten into a lot on the podcast because A, true stories are very scary and I don't like them. And B, uh, Lifetime has a history of doing them. They did like the Cleveland abduction. They like love these like girl, women in peril is like Lifetime's old branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this falls into like that type of genre. Yeah. And all the Lifetime movies like growing up, Rashida mm-hmm. were like this, not as not as like fucked up. Like this is a really fucked up one, but getting kidnapped, getting like tied up in a basement or whatever. Very standard lifetime uh, fare okay. from like the eighties, maybe nineties. Now it's moving more to what you were talking about, like rom com type of thing, or like just so ridiculous that it's like 
how nanny killer like nanny some of killer, other fiance killer. names that were like popping up i'm like what yes yep. they're so they're over the top but when they go on like a true story lifetime like doubles down they're like we got this we know how to do this because mm-hmm. all their movies used to be based on true stories right and a lot of these include um insights from the actual people who like this is a true story so the woman uh, what is her name Colleen Stan, I think. Colleen Stan. Colleen Stan. She actually was like a advisor on this movie. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Abduction Girl movie, mm-hmm. they based it on the book that the the girl who was captive wrote. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they try to get the, the victims involved in the production, which is so strange. Yeah, that seems. Because like, I don't want to relive that. I wouldn't want to relive that that shit. I wouldn't want to relive it either, but if you're telling my story, I want to make sure that you get it right, get it right you know, yeah. and, and don't take too many liberties with it and don't romanticize it and things like that. True. And I think Lifetime does a good job at that. Like, they're pretty respectful um, to do that. And I think they put, this mm-hmm. is what they put most of their money into. So production-wise, it looked good. Okay. Um, it was high quality for a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so let's jump into it. And we'll just kind of run through the plot points for Drew. Um, I also have like more facts about the actual case. Um, And then I have a special surprise at the end of the episode. So get ready for that. Get ready. Okay. So we open on the the hookers is the the couple. So there's a couple, Drew. Oh, that's their last name. They're not prostitutes. (laughs) We open up with some hookers. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a couple. Their last name's the hookers. (laughs) Okay. They aren't hookers, but they are bad people. Yeah. Hookers are are not necessarily bad people, but these people might be bad. Okay. Cameron is the man and Janice is the lady. Right. They both have, it's 1977, I think. Mm -hmm. And they have big glasses, Drew, like the, like. (laughs) <laughs> Unabomber, like even bigger than that, like seventies, like seventies. Like yeah, 70s like his classes. had the bar that goes across like the top lens, you know. They right. are. Yeah. They, like the stylist out. was very accurate in this one. I've felt even mm-hmm. the set design was very accurate. Uh, very seventies, the outfits, everything. They pick up. Well, no, they pick up uh, like a girl. They're they're driving with some girl, right? Or okay. to bury a body. Are you talking about like the, the very, very first? Beginning, yeah. yeah, we don't see. I don't think we ever see them pick her up. We just see them like turn off the road. Right. So it's like there's some shady business going on here, mm-hmm. and we know that they're bad people, right? Okay. So it turns out in real life, they killed. They like kidnapped a girl and killed her and buried her somewhere. Okay. Um, like in the desert because they're. Like in Oregon, like on the border of like Oregon and California, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they border each other? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy who's playing Cameron is like pretty hot. You yeah, know? he's a good look. He looks like Superman. Yeah. And I'm like, he's supposed to be a creepy killer man, but I'm like finding myself attracted to him the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. He which had, like, was bad. really nice arms. You're like, yeah, yeah, you can hold me down with those arms. Yes. Oh, God, no, 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 no. no. Oh, God, no. So inappropriate. <laughs> why am I thinking this? And Robin, uh, Zelda Williams looks like Robin Williams' daughter. Like, she looks like yeah, a I female did. version of him, uh-huh. but like, way less hairy. Yeah, less hairy. And I think this was like one of her first movies. So. She did a good job for somebody who's like her dad's known for comedy and doing this drama, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so the couple 
are like we we cut to like this girl. Her name is Colleen, and she's hitchhiking. She's blonde, pretty, like hippie kind of girl, and she's hitchhiking. And if you've ever watched a Lifetime movie, you know that never ends well. You don't hitchhike in a Lifetime movie because you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. And don't do it in real life either. Yeah, because you're gonna die probably. Yeah. But it's the seventies, and people totally hitchhike, and it's great. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. That'd be- um, but Lifetime is like always doing that like morality type of thing. Like they'll yeah. they want to warn women and gay men mm-hmm. to like not do this thing because it's very dangerous. So just right. in case you forgot that hitchhiking was dangerous, Lifetime's here. They got your here back. Here we go. Gotcha. They got your back. So Colleen gets picked up by the couple, right? Mm-hmm. And she's in the back, and you know they're like making small talk, but they're being weird. And then they stop at a gas station. She she sees like birds flying away. Mm -hmm. Symbolic. Well, they're doing that weird thing where like they circle each other. There's a technical term for it when like, I can't remember what it is, but it's just like they're turning and they're turning. Oh, when they all turn together. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't actually like travel, but they're just like sitting there. Schooling? No. What is that called? No, it's migrating. Fish fish do that. Schooling. Yes. Where it's like. But it like looks really cool. Yeah, Yeah. It's really, really pretty. And she's like looking out the window and like thinking and then she like gets back in the car. Like she has a bad feeling about the couple, but she's like needs the ride because she's going to her friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise birthday party because they ask her like, does your friend know you're expecting you? What time? And she's like, oh, she doesn't know. It's a surprise. Mm-mm. Big mistake. Yeah. Big uh-uh. mistake. Because uh-uh. it's the 70s. You can't like call somebody on your cell phone. Right. No. So then she gets they like go to this like cat cave or something like they're under the guise of like, let's go see this really quick and take some pictures. And he, the guy Cameron grabs her like with a knife at her neck and is like, you're going to do what I say. And you know, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, and don't, and don't worry. And don't worry about it. <laughs> but well worry, but your worries will do you no good. They don't yes. matter. And the wife is also like there and she's like not surprised. I was like, oh my God, the wife is going to be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But she's just like, mm, nope, bye. See you later. Like, yep. And he puts That's her in the back man. of the car mm-hmm. and puts her head in a wooden box, like the size of someone's head. Okay. And locks it. Jesus. And she's like screaming, like what the hell's going on? And he's like, you're not going to scream. You're not going to make noise. And, you know, just be quiet and we'll be fine. Okay. So they take her to the house, their house. And it's like, I, I don't know, they put her in the basement or something? Yeah, they did. And, yeah. like, they, they like, tie her up and then he starts whipping her. Like, he's into some, like, S&M, like, B, Bondage. DSM sure. type of stuff. Yeah. But, like, to, like, a really crazy Extreme. level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And apparently he used to do this to his wife, but she couldn't physically take it. So he has now had to like kidnap people to do it to them. So she yeah. like, doesn't have it happen to her. Okay. So she's kind of traumatized. Yeah. Jan- Janice, the wife. Sure. Oh, okay. You know? And she's right. like, well, better her than me, I guess. So yeah. that's why I'm allowing it to happen. Yeah. Cause in the first part we see him like completely like tie her up and he's whipping her, but then he goes to Janice to like make love to her. So you see that this is like, something he does to get himself like sexually riled up and then he goes to Janice instead of like apparently at one time he would go to Janice for both things. Okay. So now Janice is like, okay, now I just deal with like the crazy rough sex and not actually being beaten and right. then rough uh, sex. And she like makes a deal with him. She's like, do not have sex with her. You can keep her in the house as long as you want, but do not have sex with her. You only have sex with me. Okay. So he can get his he can get his 
S and M jams yep. mm-hmm. out on someone else. Correct. Got it. Okay. And then uh, Colleen asked, like, at, he like is putting her like back in the box, mm-hmm. like the little head box thing, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Because I can." Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a horrifying like white male privilege. <clears throat> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's like that, and and then like that horror, like that sort of horror thing with uh, like invade house invaders mm-hmm. kind of thing is, is like, why are you doing this? Cause you were home. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's like, uh, there's no, you can't escape it. It's, the it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's so scary. So before he like is done with her, he like builds a little coffin box. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a coffin size. And he puts her in it with like a bedpan and slides her under his bed. So he's moved her from the basement under the bed now and she lives there for like 23 hours a day is what they were saying well they at first he keeps her in the cellar but their their landlord is their neighbor and the landlord's like hey i gotta get down into your cellar and fix your furnace and they're like yeah we'll let you know when we can do that and he's like and then like you know some time passes he's like no i really got to get down there for like the insurance papers and then the family's like so he like walks into his wife's or into the bedroom where his wife is he's like we've got to move and then they move into the trailer. And that's when they start putting her under the bed because they don't right. have a cellar anymore. Mm. Okay, there you go. Okay, and under the the bed is like, you know, a little air vent. She's okay. like a little air vent, and she's just there all the time. And she can like hear them like on top of the bed. It's a water bed too, by the way. What? Because it's Cause the seventies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're but terrible for They're her. For you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they give no support whatsoever. I'm, like, just to say I'm that. more shocked about the waterbed than <laughs> under the bed in a box. Wait a wait a fucking waterbed though. No yeah. wonder he was so angry. No wonder it's the bed's fault. So you know, time goes by. It's like giving us a day count throughout the whole movie, Drew. So like we see like this many days, and it's like hundreds of days. It's like. You know, going on like a year. Oh, God. And she's just like in and out, in and out, in and out. And Cameron comes up with this idea to, because she's like, you know, captive, but he wants Mm -hmm. her to be like captive in physically and then also in her mind. So he's looking through like a sex magazine, like a BDSM sex magazine, and they have like a contract for like, I guess, to consent to BDSM or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wife, type this up because I want to, you know, fuck with her head. And he goes down and tells her that she needs to sign this contract because she's a part of a sex slave ring. And he's like a member and there's members all over. Cops are members like anybody could be a member. And she is like his property and she's agreeing to be a sex slave pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it's called The Company. Yes. And he was like, don't even think about running because like, like Patrick was saying, like we're all over and we not only hurt you, but we hurt your family. Like that kind of mental game with her. Like we know where your family is and they'll, we'll take out the punishment on them as well as on you. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Yes. And she's like, okay, well, what happens if I don't sign this contract? And he's like, I'll just sign it for you and make you pay for it that you didn't sign. So she signs the contract and now she like gets out of the, the whatever under the bed, like an hour a day to like clean the house. Okay. And they renamed her K, the letter, not the name. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he specifies that because he's like, you don't even deserve a name. (laughs) So she's like totally brainwashed, like out of control. Like she, well, she has no choice, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So she's going to like, they, he takes her to like, I don't know, chop down wood for some reason. Yeah. Like they live like near this wooded area and he was like, we can take this wood and dry it out and sell it. So that was the plan. Okay. And he's like, hey, see those guys over there? They're with the company. So don't call me master because he has this whole thing where he makes her call him master. Mm-hmm. What else did he say? If he, he says attention, she has to strip down to her underwear because usually she's just wearing a robe and her underwear anyway. But she has to strip down to her underwear and go to a certain doorway and like put her hands up, I think, in yeah. the doorway. And just Jesus like wait for whatever God. he's going to do. Whatever's going to happen. And the wife, by the way, is letting all this happen. Mm -hmm. Like she's totally in, not in on it. Like she's not getting anything from it, but she's like, what is that called? Enabling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she also gets pregnant and has the baby on the waterbed with Colleen under the bed. Yeah. No hospital. (laughs) No nurse. Just a good old home birth. Yep. And she's like screaming in pain, which which I've I've heard you do when you're in labor. Yes. And he's just like, just start pushing. Like, no, no sympathy for this woman whatsoever. I know, poor poor Janice. And no. I was like a sympathizer with Janice for this movie because I was like, oh, poor Janice. But then like no, thinking about Janice. it, you're like, well, <clears throat> she kind of went along with this whole thing. No, she's a, she perfectly is just as shitty. And the big thing with her is that. Uh, for for Colleen to under like believe this whole thing, mm-hmm. Janice Cameron tells Colleen that Janice is also a sex slave, and he married her because he's a very good uh, owner of slaves or whatever the fuck. Sure, you know, yeah. And Janice is like, "That's true. That checks out. The company's real." Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're like taking her out of the bed one one night, and. Colleen sees like a grown ass child, like not even toddler, like, I don't know, three, four. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who's that? And Janice is like, oh, don't worry about her. She's just, you know, my daughter. Uh, Amber, I think is yeah. her name. Mm-hmm. And Colleen's like, how long have I been under this bed? Like, what? This is crazy. She's So she's yeah. been under there for like four years, five years. Fuck, man. Yes. Yeah. And Ugh. Janice yeah. is like not, she's like, I don't know how it happens, but Janice is like, oh, I guess we should have her like babysit and like be cook dinner and like be out more. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm not sure. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, Jesus I Christ, this is insane. The husband was like, well, she's your slave too. And like, you can kind of, cause I think Janice was kind of. Uh, prompting that it was time to either let her go or however end this however they could. Yes. Um, but he's like, well, she's your slave too and you can tell her what to do. And so I think Janice kind of enjoyed the little bit of power of like, you know, clean the floor, no, clean it better, like that, mm-hmm. a little bit of that ride. Yeah, like why does it take me 45 minutes to clean the kitchen and it takes you an hour? You're lazy. Sure. So she's like getting that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've like made it so normalized. Well, even the kid is just like, oh, sure. The girl under your bed, no problem. The girl in the box, great. She's like, hi, Kay. And we're like, oh, yeah, nice to see you, Kay. Ugh. 
<laughs> and the other thing is, maybe I'm jumping ahead, like, one point she was, Kay was cleaning, and she, like, looked at a Bible, and what's the wife's name? Janice? Janice, yeah. Janice was like, don't touch that, it's mine, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, and she was like, are you a Christian? And, like, later we see Janice reading the Bible, and, like, reading the story of Abraham, where, like, Abraham, uh, his, like, maid, basically, became his prostitute, and... I don't know. I don't know their names, Rachel or Sarah, whoever Abraham's wife was. Sorry. Um, Had to like just kind of learn to live with it and and, uh, go with it. And so Janice was just kind of like, oh, well, like that's my situation now. So like I should learn to go with it and I should learn to live with it just like she did in the Bible. So she kind of like brainwashed herself with religion. Get that Bible. And there's there's lots of scenes of, (laughs) (laughs) yes, there's lots of scenes of Janice like praying to the rosary. Uh, oh, like yeah, after something yeah. fucked up happens, like mm-hmm. she'll just go to the rosary and just like put on her headphones and listen to like a record and be like, oh, my God, what's happening? Like she's traumatized. Yeah. But again, that's that weird depiction of this character. Like, did that a really happen? And B, like, you know, she's still enabling this all to go down. Yeah. Despite I mean, but I also get her being like kind of brainwashed, too. Yeah. She's also like a victim in this. In, in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like men who do this, like, they know what kind of women to look for and to terrorize. And yep. so he probably knew yep. her, knew she had this type of personality, this low self esteem, this, like, easy manipulative or easy to manipulate. Yeah, that's true. Kind of mind. And it speaks to Zelda Williams as an actor. Like, she did a really good job, like, playing that dichotomy of, like, really being torn about it, but mm-hmm. also, like, kind of, like, getting off on it, too, in different ways. Yeah. So, like, she did a really good job, I thought. Well, becoming just so normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Kay, formerly Colleen, is in the box, right? Mm-hmm. And they go away for a vacation. The family goes away for a vacation, and the vent on the box breaks so she's not getting any fresh air. She's in like, she's going to suffocate in the box. Oh, okay. And she like, it has some like religious visions and cause she's very religious. So she's like talking to her, her sister, like a, like mirage of her sister and okay. all this stuff. She like misses her family a lot, but then she like wakes up and she like gets out of the coffin. Like she kicks the bottom off mm-hmm. to like get out. Cause she's like, I'm going to die in here. And you think she's going to escape. But no, she runs to the bathroom and like hides in the bathroom until they come home. And they're like, uh, how'd you get out? Or like, you know what I mean? They're like kind of probably surprised she didn't run away. But he's done such a good job at trapping her physically and mentally that she was like, I can't go anywhere. I'm uh, the company will get me until my family. Yeah. Yeah, because earlier when they were at the wood chopping scene, he hurt his ankle. He like swung to or his swing was off and he ended up like swinging into his own ankle. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, my God, he's like, "Kay, help me. And like you see her like see him and then like look over to her right and see like this clear path. She doesn't know where it leads, but it's freedom. And then like look back at him. And then she she's just like, no, no. And like goes and helps him. So I think even then he knew like, OK, like I've got her on the hook. Like yeah, she's yeah. I've got the fear in her, you know. Right. Yes. So for doing a good job and not running away, Cameron gives her an opportunity to see her family. So he tells her that the company has approved her to go see his family. First time ever that a sex slave has gone to see their family while being a sex slave. Okay. And he's like, you're very special. But first you have to pass the test. So he takes her outside, gives her a shotgun, 
She puts it in her mouth and he's like, pull the trigger. Do you trust me enough to pull the trigger? And she does. And it's like she's crying and like nothing. I mean, the gun's empty. Uh So he takes the gun. He's like, you passed. And then he takes her to go see her family. Who she had been writing letters to, but obviously with his supervision. So they just thought she was like, I don't know. They didn't really explain like. Yeah, what the. Right. What? And they just kind of like welcome her back too. like they're like, oh, great. So good to see you. (laughs) You know, it's been like five years, but whatever. It's the 70s. It's the 70s. You know, hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, they have surveillance inside. They're watching you. So don't do anything, any funny business. Mm -hmm. And the sister, the one that Colleen was talking to in her dream, is like up. She like knows something's wrong. Yeah. She's like, something's up with this. She keeps trying to bring it up, keeps trying to like probe Colleen, but she's Mm -hmm. not giving anything up. And the dad's like, let it go. Like, just be happy she's here. Yeah. Um, but the trip gets cut short because Cameron obviously isn't going to let her be there a whole time. So he comes back and he's like, oh, by the way, we're getting married. And they're all like, what? She didn't tell us that. Another red flag that you would think would be like, Bleh. yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the sisters have this look of like, you almost think that she might say or do something to get to her sister. Cause she like flashes her this look of like desperation and the sister totally picks up on it. But mm-hmm. then she's like. Yeah, we are. And like smiles and hugs him. Yeah. Yeah. So really sad. But also that family is like, you know, needs to wake up. Yeah. they need (laughs) Wake up, family. (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) Pay attention to what's going on around here. Because they're like, oh, well, where do you live? And they're like, we're we're between houses. Oh, do you have a phone number? Oh, no, we're going to get one. We'll let you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, "Mm, this is weird. And also what we were looking at uh, when because I was like, this is weird. And. Because people were like, well, cults were big in the 80s. And that's Mm -hmm. the wild, wild country thing. Oh, right. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. in Oregon. So like right around there, like they should have been like knowing that she's probably in a cult. And they were both wearing red, which is the thing on wild, wild country. Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. interesting. 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 Um, So the movie kind of wraps up. I kind of stopped taking notes because it was like getting like too much. And my question is like, Lifetime, is this like who is wanting to watch this movie all the time? Like, would this be one that you're like, yeah, you should watch it. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, But basically what happens is Janice and Colleen K are, are left together and Janice realizes that he's going to kill her basically. And so she is like, all right, I'm going to get you out of here. She like takes her to the bus Mm -hmm. and is like, all right, you go. And the company, by the way, is not real. Oh. Here's your bus ticket. Goodbye. Basically. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then we see Colleen back at home and hugging her family. And then we get like t- titles like of what has happened since then. Mm-hmm. So Janice got uh, immunity for turning Cameron in and, you know, pleading against him in court. Okay. So she had nothing happen. <clears throat> he got sentenced to how many years in prison? I feel like 108, like some sentence that like you're not going to live well, that long. Well, that's good. Then. <laughs> right. Like, yes. I was I, I was worried it was going to be like, well, I mean, he didn't like kill her. So I mean, give him some probation. Yes. Um. So he got convicted for that. And mm-hmm. then uh, Colleen, sorry, Colleen just like went back to living her life with her family. I get 
yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess that's what you do. And, well, and the, the big know, thing they else? said was like her faith got her through it. So that's why yeah. we had all the religious stuff going on and the birds and like all this stuff. Like okay. she wouldn't have gotten through it without her faith, which is what we're supposed to take away from this movie, I suppose. No. Or why it was made. <laughs> Uh, stop. No, that's not what I got True. out of it. That's what the movie was saying. I learned not to hitchhike. I don't know about right. That's the the big thing here. I actually learned the opposite. I learned that God is horrible and, <laughs> and he hates you. Like, oh boy, he so, lets his children get put in boxes. Yes. So that's the movie. Um, and the guys who did this movie, the production company, they're like lifetimes like people to make these movies they're having doing another one Mm -hmm. um girl in the bunker that we'll be covering later um so i wanted to do this one Mm -hmm. first so drew could get ready and then we'll talk more true crimey type of stuff true true crimey stuff yeah okay um very hard to make funny by the way um but it's not something that is funny so there's no reason i mean the watermelon or water bed the water bed yes water beds are hilarious so, Rashida, on the podcast, we either pour it up or put a cork in it. What are you going to do to this movie? Okay, I'm sorry. You have to tell me oh, yes. what those mean. So, pour it up is like, yes, loved it, great, would recommend. Put a cork in it, it's like, no thank you, I will pass. Okay. I would not tell you to watch it, pretty much. Um, I'm going to pour it up. Like, it was interesting to watch and got me thinking about, like, just uh, mind games and and different cultures and all that kind of thing. So I'm going to pour it up, you know. Yeah. I thought it was enjoyable. Right. Drew? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to blind pour it up because Robin Williams' daughter's in it. <laughs> yes. And she did good. <laughs> she did good. Sounds like. I think Sounds she like she did great. good. Um, I'm also going to pour it up for this movie because as I like that Lifetime takes responsibility for like depicting these movies and they also partner these with like little docu like half hour docu like series about it. So yeah. With the movie they would after play like a 30 minute like this is the real story. This is an interview with the real person. Oh, okay. So it is like check mark verified approved by the person. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So kind of like with the Simone Biles movie like she like okayed that she one. She okayed it. Mhm. And if you're going to do it and you're going to exploit someone's trauma <laughs> for monetary gain, horrible, 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 trauma. horrible trauma, then fine. Uh, at least have the person. I hope she gets some kickback from this or something. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. She's getting some money yeah, for gotta... seven years of captivity in a box. Seven years. Insane. And God damn it. This is like a story that like (laughs) people.com like loves these type of stories. So they they go so hardcore for these. Yeah, they'll go nuts. And then Lifetime is just like, oh, there's a movie about somebody or there's a thing about someone getting kidnapped. Love it. We're going to make a movie about it. We got it. On it. And that's kind of where these movies live, right? They're Mm -hmm. not going to be on the big screen or whatever because people aren't going to go out of their way to like pay money to see this. But if it's yeah. on and you're like, well, I'm kind of curious about the actual case and it see if it lines up. This is the only way I can think people would want to watch it. I know the case. I'm familiar with the case. I've read all about it. Mm-hmm. And now I want to see if the movie will match up with the facts that I know. Yeah. And I think this one was pretty factually accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as factual as it could possibly get. <laughs> right. Like, when, when a lot of the things that, were happening where she was in a box. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so it's just like all the, right. Like, I don't know. I just, I was in a box. The whole time. It's lifetime facts. Right. So like 10% facts, 90% yeah. 
Give me that drama. Fill in the blanks. Give me yes. that dramas. Ninety percent Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Mad Libs. Yes, that's what Lifetime is. Awesome. So that wraps up our conversation about Girl in a Box. But before we go, I have a song <gasps> that's based on Girl in a Box. I'm assuming. Ain't no holler back, girl. Ain't no holler. Yes, Gwen Stefani's "Ain't No Holler Back, Girl." He's like attention. She's like, "I ain't no holler back, girl." <laughs> Beating on me and shit. Uh, that would be amazing, but no, it's by the Blake Babies. It's from like the like '90s, so they're like mm-hmm. a '90s band. Julianne Hatfield's like in, in the band. I really like her as an artist, mm-hmm. but I never really thought about this song. It's just like a song that's on an album, and I was like, meh. But then I was thinking about it because I was singing it like in my head, like girl in a box. And I'm like, oh, I think this is totally about this case. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play it and see what you guys think if it is or if it isn't or if it's just a coincidence. Okay. I can't find any documentation online that says one way or the other. Okay. So um, I'm going to play a little bit and then we will decide. I've got a girl in a box. <laughs> Keep running my bed. Yeah. Sure must get hot in the summertime. Yeah. Right? So far I'm on board. Uh-huh. I get her out. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing on TV when I can't see you. Wife don't mind if I give her a child. My wife don't mind. She thinks it's pretty wild. Right? I got this girl yeah. in a box. That, absolutely. I got a girl in a box. Okay. Yeah, like, no, cool. for a second I was like, oh, I think this is a song about masturbation. Because I was like, it's a girl in a box. I get it. That's but then what when I always he was thought like, it was. My wife doesn't mind. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, so it's either about that case or a uh, sex doll. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a sex doll. <laughs> well, a girl in the box. That's oh, what I thought it was. No. And then I was like thinking about the lyrics in my head i'm like no this is about this case it's pretty close i mean that's like that's right on right he's like i'm g- gonna give her a child or something. what yeah and my wife don't mind yeah weird. i wanted him to be like her name is colleen we picked her up hitchhiking like yes. it abundantly maybe that's a, she was that's the original the yeah. original <laughs> track the demo track and the like ar whatever people were like, mm, like maybe, it's a little too on the nose maybe. we're gonna get sued for this yeah so change it but yeah, Grown Up Ox by Blake Babies. Check Girl it out. Check them out. They're cool. Uh, I believe that wraps up this conversation about Girl in the Box. Rashida, do you have anything you'd like to plug here in this little pluggy section, social media, or any projects you're working on? Um, I mean, this is a jump, but if you're going to be in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, we are planning the second comedy festival down there. So take a look. Check out Queen City Comedy. That's all I got to plug, really. Queen cool. City Comedy. Queen City, North Carolina. I know, I know. I know this is a Chicago thing, but who knows how far our reach is. Hey, That's right. I, we got people we're all over the place. North Carolina. We do. We have actually a podcast friends who we should hook you up with because they're really fun. Do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you could do their podcast and watch a Lifetime movie. Maybe not so traumatic. <laughs> and they, that's ha- happily never after. Yeah, happily never North after. Carolina. So they're based in North Carolina. So mm-hmm. and they're oh. actually fun gals. They're so great. if you need some friends, hook it up. Hook it up. Hook it up. Drew, yeah. where can we find you? You can find me, as always, at Drew But With Pants on Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. First podcast did it. Killed Yay. it. Nailed it. Nailed it. 
And <laughs> thank you, listeners, for checking back in with Lifetime Uncourt. I know this was a little darker than normal, but, you know, you're awesome. So uh, if you want to check in with us, you can find me at Patrick McGill or the podcast at Lifetime Uncourt. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And check out our website, lifetimeuncourt.com. That's it for this episode. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.